Today in Science from Wired. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Temperature is not what you think it is, by Retta Lane. What is temperature? This question comes up quite a bit, especially in introductory science courses. The most common answer is something like this. Temperature is a measure of the average kinetic energy of the particles in an object. When temperature increases, the motion of these particles also increases. It's not a terrible definition, but it's not the best either. There are plenty of other crazy things about temperature that you should probably know. If temperature is a measure of the average kinetic energy, shouldn't thermal energy and temperature be the same thing? Well, no. Thermal energy is the total energy an object has due to the internal motions of its particles. The temperature is related to the average kinetic energy, not the total kinetic energy. Here's a classic example that you could try at home. Put a piece of cold pizza on top of a sheet of aluminum foil and then stick it in the oven to heat up. After about 10 minutes, the pizza should be nice and hot. The aluminum foil is the approximately same temperature. You can pull the aluminum foil out with your fingers, but not the pizza. Although the aluminum foil has a high temperature, its low mass means it doesn't have much thermal energy. Without a lot of thermal energy in the foil, your fingers won't get burned. Meaning, thermal energy and temperature are different things. So you've already got one definition, but I'm going to give you two more definitions of temperature. The first one is the historical version. It goes like this. Temperature is the quantity that two objects have in common after being in contact for a long time. Now, this definition is based on the idea of thermal equilibrium. If you put an aluminum ball into some water, eventually the water and the ball will have the same temperature. They won't have the same thermal energy, but they will have the same temperature. It's a very operational definition of temperature, and that's not a bad thing. But really, this temperature is the basis of most thermometers. Take your basic mercury or alcohol thermometer. The mercury one's not being so common anymore because, you know, they contain mercury. When you put the thermometer in a liquid or something else, the temperature of the liquid inside the thermometer changes until it's the same as the object. Since both mercury and alcohol expand with an increase in temperature, you can determine the temperature based on this thermal expansion or contraction. Really, you could say that the thermometer even came before the idea of temperature. 
And now for the second definition of temperature. And this one is pretty tough, so hold on to something. Temperature is the rate that internal energy changes with respect to entropy. Now that's short, but there's a lot in there. First, what is entropy? I could try to explain entropy, but this would be a completely new blog post. Instead, you could check out the awesome post by Artish Bhatia, in which he explains entropy using sheep. And yeah, it's really good. So instead of a full explanation of entropy, I'll just give some interesting aspects of it. Thermal equilibrium is not a purely energy phenomena. Energy is conserved when two objects reach thermal equilibrium, but it would also be satisfied if one object got hot and the other one became cold. Thermal equilibrium is a statistical process. It just so happens that the most probable outcome for two objects in contact is that they reach the same temperature. The other weird cases of one getting hot and one getting cold can also technically happen, but their chances are way less than you winning the lottery, and then your chance of winning the lottery is essentially zero. Since temperature is really a statistical quantity, you can't have a temperature of a single particle. So the next time someone talks about the temperature of a single electron, or worse, the temperature of a photon, maybe you should just walk away. There are quite a few temperature scales, but these are the three most com common. Celsius, Fahrenheit, which I can never spell correctly, and Kelvin. Now, I know that most of the civilized world uses Celsius, but I just have trouble training my brain to think of temperature in this scale, and I'm probably too old to change. Also, I always think of a graphic display of the temperature scales, which says that zero degrees Celsius is cold, but at a temperature of 100 degrees Celsius, you would be dead, because it's the temperature of boiling water. So how do you calibrate a temperature scale? The Celsius scale is easy. The zero value is at the freezing point of water, and the 100 value is at the boiling point. That's fairly easy to reproduce, but these values do depend on atmospheric conditions, so it's not a perfect method to calibrate a thermometer. The Kelvin scale is just like the Celsius scale, but it shifted by 273.15, such that zero Kelvin, there are no degrees on the Kelvin scale, zero Kelvin is equal to 273.15 degrees Celsius. With the Kelvin scale, you don't get negative temperatures, so that's useful in a lot of calculations. But what about the Fahrenheit scale? I think everyone will agree that it's based on two measurements, the temperature of a human body, around 98 degrees Fahrenheit, and the temperature of salt and ice, zero degrees Fahrenheit. And actually, this is something that's interesting. If you mix ice and salt and a little water, the coldest you can get the mixture is zero. That is surprisingly cold, and why you use salt ice mixture to make homemade ice cream. Still, there doesn't seem to be complete agreement as to why the human body temperature measures at 98 degrees Fahrenheit instead of 100 degrees Fahrenheit. One idea is that the scale is broken into three parts, each of 32 degrees, since 32 is the temperature of freezing water. This wouldn't quite work fitting in the human body temperature at 100 degrees Fahrenheit, but it would be close. Oh well, I guess we won't know until someone invents a time machine. Now, if you convert minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit to Celsius, you get minus 40 degrees Celsius. But the correct answer to the significance of minus 40 degrees is that it's the temperature on Hoth. 
Okay, if you look at Wikipedia, the Star Wars Wikia, it says that Hoth gets down to minus 60 Celsius at night. So I'm going to guess that maybe during the day it's minus 40 degrees Celsius or Fahrenheit. Anyway, when the Mythbusters tested the thermal properties of a Tauntaun, they used a temperature of minus 40. So there. Now, how about some math? How do you convert from Fahrenheit to Celsius? Since both of these are linear temperature scales, I can find a function for the Celsius temperature as a function of Fahrenheit temperature. To do this, I need two data points to make a line. Good thing I already have them. They're the boiling and melting point of water. This gives two xy points, except x is Fahrenheit temperature and y is the Celsius temperature. That are 32, 0 and 212, 100. Now I can use these points to find the slope of the line and the point-slope formula to find the equation of the line. If you plot the two lines on the same graph, one line will be the Celsius temperature as a function of Fahrenheit temperature, and the other will be Fahrenheit versus Fahrenheit. And where do the Fahrenheit and the Celsius lines cross? Yes, at a value of minus 40. So, the next time you are on Hoff, or it's just plain super cold, you can say the temperature is minus 40. And when your friend asks, is that in Celsius or Fahrenheit? Just reply, yes. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.